welcome back. We are heading now into our third segment of this afternoon's program. It is Sunday, the 30th of May, 2021. It is now 2.24 in the studio. I'm your host, Kieran Murdoch. Uh, the Caribbean Examinations Council, Examination Council, Examinations Council is probably singular, uh, has been asked by some to restructure its examinations for 2021 to make sitting them simpler in light of the impacts on student preparedness that the disruptions of COVID-19 has had across the region. Uh, a great deal of press has been devoted to this issue um, in many islands around the region. And in the last few days, CXC agreed to delay exams by two weeks, but not to a restructuring of examination formats. Uh, on this segment, we'll be asking how have the realities of 2020 and 2021 affected students' preparedness for their exams, and how well has CXE responded? Uh, joining our panel for this discussion, we're happy to have with us Mr. Curtis King, uh, Minister of Education uh, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mr. Curtis King. Good afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure of mine to be on your program. And we are happy to have you. I would say that you came through clearly, but your audio was a bit low. I'm not sure if you could be any closer to your microphone at all. Um, in the meantime, I'm happy to welcome to this panel as well Ms. Zara Ayrall. I think she's joining us on the line. Uh, she is a teacher at the Antigua Girls High School, a secondary school here in Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, good afternoon to you, Ms. Zara Ayrall. And we also have joining us on this panel Mr. Myrick Smith. Uh, he is the Caribbean Examination Council's Registrar here in Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mr. Myrick Smith. Good afternoon, Mr. Murdoch, and to the other members of the panel and your listening and viewing audiences. And finally, we have on this uh, panel uh, Professor Disraeli Hutton, a lecturer in Educational Leadership and Management at the School of Education, uh, University of the West Indies, Mona. Uh, he's now retired as a full-time lecturer. Uh, good afternoon to you, Professor Disraeli Hutton. Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for having me, and all the best to our colleagues in the audience and overall. Uh, Mr. Curtis King, um, I'm curious to get your perspective, particularly because St. Vincent and the Grenadines uh, has uh, a very serious situation, of course, responding to uh, the eruption of the volcano down there. So I'm curious as to what challenges you are managing in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, uh, looking at your secondary school students and other students going into CXC exams right now. Yes, well, you're right in the sense that we... In addition to being confronted with the serious issue of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are also faced with a very serious um, violent eruption of the Lassifre volcano and the, and the impact that would have had on our education system. Presently, most of our schools in the safe zones, green and orange zones, green and yellow zone, sorry. They are being used as shelters for persons who had to be evacuated from the, the danger zones around the volcano. And as such, we have been forced to reintroduce face-to-face -face learning in what we call learning hubs, in um, facilities other than the schools. Yes, we have been fortunate to have a few schools which were not used and uh, as shelters, so they are being used to accommodate face-to-face -face learning for those students who would be writing exams. But, but clearly, 
it, it is a challenging issue because our students would have missed the second term. And although we were engaged in online instructions, of course, throughout the region, we know the challenges associated with online instruction. Fortunately for us, we had um, provided our Form 5 students, well, actually all the secondary school students from grade six in the primary school, right up to the community college, which offers the CAPE exam with devices, tablets, that allow them to gain access. The challenge has always been the connection, the internet connection. So there's where we would have had our challenge. But certainly we would have had some instructions being done during that period. But with the uncertainty surrounding the volcano and, and the fact that our students now no longer have their schools, most of them, that in itself, those factors are very challenging for students waiting to write examinations. Very, very quickly, if I could just follow up and ask you a question, Minister. Um, what would have been the preference of your 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 government in terms of students and their examinations? A delay, a restructuring? Um, what would you have preferred in order to respond adequately to your particular situation? Well, we have asked the CXC, and we are still in final negotiation, discussions, if you like, for one delay in the examination, which basically has been granted. And secondly, we have been discussing um, the change in the format of the examination. And I must say, CXC has agreed to give St. Vincent and the Grenadines special consideration, given the unique situation in which we find ourselves. Uh, Ms. Zara Erol, uh, she joins us on the line. Uh, good afternoon to you, Ms. Zara Erol. And um, uh, the first question I want to ask you is uh, the sort of challenges that students in Antigua and Barbuda um, have faced in light of the, the year that has gone by. Uh, can you give us a sense as a, as a teacher, the sort of challenges that students, and not just students, but even teachers in the education system at large, uh, has faced in preparing students for exams this year? Definitely, the being online has proved to be the biggest Ms. Errol, I'm sorry to pause you, but your, your audio is coming through not, not very clearly at all. I'm not sure if you might be using a headset that may not be very effective. Um, if it... Is that any better? Yes, much better. Okay, sure, okay. So what it is... Hello, you can hear me? Yes, I can. Please go ahead. Okay. You know what, that's a perfect example of what online learning has been on some days at certain hours. The glitches in the technology that is available, the glitches, especially in the internet. And if this is happening constantly, you can imagine how demotivating it is, not just for the students, for teachers as well. Some students have just not been able to grasp online learning. And this includes 
the top students in the traditional forum as well, not just students who may be below average or who have learning disabilities. Some of our top performing students have been struggling with online learning as well. Then you have the pedagogy of it. It's definitely different to the traditional pedagogy for the classroom. And I do believe that we need more training there. I personally would love more training in terms of adapting and transitioning the traditional pedagogy to an online platform. Yes, we've had workshops that teach us how to use it, but in terms of the pedagogy, I personally believe that has been lacking. And then you have those students that are just not able to log on for a plethora of reasons. Sometimes the parent has to leave with the internet to do their job, and we're not crucifying parents here because COVID has definitely brought an opportunity cost in the sense of do I stay home and make sure my child logs on and pays attention in class and gets the homework done and sacrifice work or do I go to work and make sure my child has food in her stomach, a roof over her head. So the challenges have, have been great. The responsibilities to me have increased for us as educators because the students were still able to stay in contact with none of the social issues, none of the personal issues disappeared, if anything, it's increased. So that has been a challenge for sure. Uh, coming to you, Mr. Myrick Smith, uh, we know, of course, that uh, the Caribbean Examinations Council has decided to give a, a two-week delay uh, to the uh, start of examinations. Uh, can you offer any insight at all into, you know, the sort of thinking, the rationale that went into that decision? Uh, of course, bearing in mind, as we know, that um, there were some uh, quarters that were asking for a restructuring of an exams broadly across the board. Well, you know, the challenge that uh, we face, and I say we, because we're all stakeholders in this, both the Caribbean Examinations Council, as well as every government and um, student, teacher, and citizen. We are all stakeholders in this. And uh, so the it's a collective challenge that we're facing. We just heard the minister from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, who, as it were, had a, a double whammy in addition to the COVID. Um, with, the, with the volcanic um, situation. So the Caribbean Examinations Council faced a situation where you are, you are administering this exam across a region and uh, the different territories would be at, at, at different stages of preparedness and, and, and readiness, albeit everybody would have been suffering from um, the, the pandemic. And so the challenge is uh, how do you operate under this, this uh, situation? I remember um, as local registrars, when we met um, earlier in, early in the year, when Anguilla and St. Kitts, they were basically way out front in terms of um, time lost out of, of classroom because the, the pandemic wasn't so rampant in their territories. And um, at that time, you know, Antigua, we were at the heart of our, 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 our issues, Jamaica, Barbados, and so on. And um, then subsequently, well, I think even up to present, while we in Antigua can say, you know, we have got some amount of control and even Barbados and possibly even Jamaica, St. Kitts and Anguilla 
you know, they went into shutdown and so on. So how do you manage, um, you know, as a as a overall examination body, this 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 um, scenario where it's it's different in almost every single territory, and and based upon that, the collective um, decision by the Caribbean Examinations Council was um, to come up with um, ways and means of how you're going to mitigate against the so many negatives that are facing us, and hence. Um, one of the decisions was to defer uh, or put back the or delay the exam initially. It was delayed from the normal May-June um, start into a start in, in May. Um, or, or initially, it was really started in April, May, and then it was pushed back to May-June, and now we're talking about um, June, July. And I suppose what the minister from um, St. Vincent and Grenadines said was probably one of the key issues. I wasn't there in that particular meeting, but I would suspect one of the key um, 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 issues in making the decision to push back the exam even further. So it was in, all in an attempt just to ensure that we are maximizing the uh, chances and opportunities for the region as a whole to be in a position where our students can be as prepared as possible on the circumstances to negotiate the exams. All right, and uh, Dr. Disraeli Hutton, um, if you could uh, inform us uh, from your own observation of the challenges that have been uh, experienced in, in Jamaica's case. Um, and uh, I know, of course, there have been criticisms of how uh, CXC exams uh, uh, went on in 2020. Um, I, I want to get your impression on how they're being dealt with this time around in terms of the delay being given, the quarters that are asking for uh, uh, restructuring of exams. Uh, so what challenges are you facing in Jamaica and, and how do you think the, the council has responded? Thanks. Um, let me see. I think um, across the board, across the islands, the challenges are similar. Um, Jamaica, we went down, we went into a shutdown March 13th, and uh, the plan was to reopen school in September of 2020. But of course, that didn't happen until October. And then shortly after, we had to go back into another shutdown. So even though online during the shutdown was up and going, the point is up to 25, maybe 30% of our students, including those preparing for um, CSEC and CAPE, were not able to access online teaching and learning. And so there were problems with connectivity. There were problems related to devices. There were problems related to support. Uh, many of those who didn't have the equipment, the devices, are generally those who do not have the economic support. And these are the students now who are required to do the exam. So they are at a disadvantage um, to those who had the resources, did the preparation um, using the technology. The idea of extending the period before the exam by two or three weeks is a fair idea. Um, the, and the difference between two weeks and three weeks can be significant. My calculation is that for two weeks, in terms of teaching, 
time, that would be about 10 days at six hours per day will give you about 60 hours. At three weeks, 15 days, 90 hours. Is a, that a significant difference? So in making these decisions, of, of course, um, CXC may have a good reason for um, having it just going for for um, for two weeks and three weeks may be problematic, but three weeks would give schools more time because the, the key thing here is that persons will be back in school. So they will not be depending on the technology, so to speak, um, for the teaching to proceed. So that, that in itself is a major concern. And of course, um, I think um, here in Jamaica, uh, the decision is that we go ahead with the, with the two additional uh, weeks in terms of preparation. And uh, um, if organized and, and there's enough commitment, that can make a difference. But of course, three weeks could make a bigger difference in terms of student preparation. Uh, coming back to you, Mr. Uh, Curtis King, uh, Minister of Education in, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, in terms of how uh, uh, COVID-19 impacted uh, on examinations in 2020, um, how do you think the response in terms of the, the Examination Council has been in 2021? Are you satisfied with the accommodation uh, given the situation? Well, let me say that the request for some adjustments to the exam came a long time ago because I remember at a kosher meeting earlier this year, the various ministers of education from throughout the Caribbean, we sat and we looked at different options and guided by one, the interest of our students, given the challenges that they were facing because of COVID-19. Two, the need to maintain the integrity of the examination. And an issue that people don't speak a lot to, but certainly the capacity of CXC. We arrived at a decision, well, at several decisions. And I recall somebody mentioned them earlier in terms of delaying the exam. Don't forget the regular sitting was basically April. It would start in April with most of it being between May and June. And we have now moved to well, CXC that is has moved to June to July. And I'm saying we are in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We are actually even asking for a further delay so that we will actually, once we are participating in the exam, start later than the rest of the region. And there was also the important issue of providing the students with the questions, uh, sorry, the topics on which the questions would be based for the long paper or the paper two, five weeks in advance of the exam. So that CXC did in fact um, made some concessions. What I think is the major challenge in the region is the fluidity of the situation because different countries, as was rightly pointed out by, by the brother from Jamaica, is the fact that different countries are different stages and you're doing common exams. You're doing a common exam for 
the entire region. Those are the challenges. So when I look back at, at 2020, one of the major factor people had, and I still think there are some unresolved issues, had to do with the results of those exams. And I think that in itself would have influence, I mean, major stakeholders in how they look at the administration of the 2021 exam, in addition to the challenges that we face now, because as I'm saying, there was a great deal of dissatisfaction about the administration of the exam in 2020. In our case here in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, we had our apprehensions, but I must say that in terms of the results, our students did not do badly at all. And, and, and so from that standpoint of the students, one would say that they had a fairly good outing. I think where we had the challenge is in the area of Cape. So when I talk about the performance of the students, mainly at CSEC, but we had some serious challenges at the Cape level where the results were concerned. And as I'm saying, all that would have influenced how people look at the 2021 administration. So I would say with the possible exception of making more significant changes to the format of, of the exam this year, I would say give and take, ECXC has been making an effort to, to be fair, let us say, that way to countries. Uh, challenges and mm -hmm. challenges. Let me ask Ms. Zara Airall, the two-week delay, do you, do you think it will make a difference, Ms. Airall, in, in Antigua and Barbuda's case? In our case, it, I mean, the, the obvious um, positive is that students will have more time to study if they actually do decide to study. Speaking with several young people from different schools over the last week since the announcement, you know, a lot of them are feeling demotivated. Some of them, their their plans for the summer have now been seriously impacted. And, you know, a few of them even voiced the concern that they are tired of people speaking for them instead of speaking with them to find out exactly what would be the best course of action for them. And looking at it, I mean, it's, it's not fair to a lot of stakeholders who are not in a vulnerable situation. I am completely sympathize with my fellow islanders who are in a very vulnerable situation right now. But for those of us who have been trying to work with CXCs back and forth and lack of communication and then sudden communication and then late communication, we have been preparing. We have been going above and beyond. A lot of teachers right now carrying their burn out because we have been working towards CXC's timetable, CXC's decisions. It has not been easy. It has not been fair. And for that two-week delay, the truth is we're not sure if the students are going to use it to even study because a lot of them are feeling demotivated right now. Would you have, would you have uh, personally, I know that you don't speak on behalf of anyone, but would you have personally um, uh, uh, preferred uh, or, or, or in addition to uh, the delay, uh, the idea of restructuring exams to make them simpler for students? I would personally have preferred that they stuck with the timetable, with the decisions that they made since their December memo sent out. 
personally, um, I need a break, Karen. I really need a break. I'm looking at some of my coworkers who are sitting in their cars longer each morning because they just need a break. And you know what? Let me tell you from me personally why I am so annoyed with this examination body who I feel does not respect the time or the effort being made by stakeholders, especially teachers. For years, we have been asking to be paid to mark the SBAs, where I'm not even sure where that argument is. It's a lot of work, Karen. Okay, and the teachers are putting in more time doing work for examination board that they are not getting paid for. Me personally, last summer was horrible trying to stand up for the rights of my performing arts students because you had persons on different boards making decisions who knew nothing about these subjects. They expected the K drama students last year to still do their production exam, which is which should be on the scale of the local drama festivals, just so you can get an idea of what the exam, the practical exam required, Karen. I don't know how we would have done that in March and April last year when all hell was breaking loose around the world, when people were still not sure how to navigate this new virus, how to deal with it, when fear was real. We eventually banded together all the, the performing arts drama teachers from around the Caribbean, and we stood up, we fought, and at the 11th hour, GXC finally conceded and said, yes, we're going to exempt it this year. This was a situation last year. You need a December 2020, a memo was sent out giving you two possible alternatives. Okay, fine. Karen, my students completed their first practical the first week in February and were just waiting, just waiting, waiting, waiting for further instructions because none were sent until the last few days in April or first couple of days in May. And you had students who were already prepared to begin studying, begin revising, now working on a practical when everybody else is wrapping up the SBA. It has not been fair. You have students who had made arrangements to travel, graduation arrangements, students who were going to do interviews off island as a two week delay. It is not just about the persons. You know what, it's, 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 the reach is so far gone. I mean, if I were a parent who had a student and I had arranged for my child to travel, I would want to know if he's going to give me back that money. You understand? So I do understand it. I, I believe it's probably a tough decision. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. But I feel like more have, should have gone into investigating what was needed per territory. Because last year, the more established, longer-running, more recognized examination bodies around the world, they abandoned the idea of an exam. But no, CXC needs to prove that they can do it for what resilience to whom, no matter how it impacts anybody's mental, physical, or emotional health, let us feel that we still did it. So right now, I am burnt out. I am tired. And a lot of my colleagues are just tired and fed up. 
Let me ask Mr. Myrick Smith. Mr. Myrick Smith, would you want to respond to any of the, I mean, there have been a number of concerns uh, expressed by um, the, the other guests as it relates to the way in which CXE functions, uh, how it communicates. Uh, would you wish to respond to any of those concerns? Yes. And well, first of all, is to appreciate the, um, what Ms. Ewell said in terms of the impact the whole situation is having on um, well, we could say the most important stakeholders, which are our children and the teachers that are there in the trenches with them. So th those comments should always be appreciated and um, and be um, looked at and taken very seriously. I also need, wish to add, however, and I, I, the, the uh, Minister of Education from St. Vincent mentioned it earlier, that decisions taken by CXC are really decisions taken by the governments of the of the region because the controlling body or the policy making body the highest policy making body of cxc actually comes from from way up the minister mentioned about meetings of the ministers of education of the region and in COSOD, which is the caricom body composed of ministers of education and other authorities at that level that and and cxc uh, uh, the entity in itself is governed by COSOD, and decisions um, therefore, are the collective decisions of the governments of the region. And does appear that with what I said earlier, and what I think all the other members of the panel are saying also, that you're talking about um, several independent countries with independent education systems um, that CXC is administering examinations for. So that's always going to be a challenge because the situation on the ground will vary. I dare say in, in Antigua here, there was a, a, a principal from one of our major secondary schools who came into my office um, last week and he was basically, um, well, upset that the, exam, um, had, the exams were pushed back. He felt that, listen, now we are ready to go. And, um, you know, we have made preparations. The challenges that, that, that Ms. Errol, for example, pointed out, we are aware of them. We, we overcame them to the best of our ability. And we just need to get this thing um, up and going. The person, even um, the principalism went as far as congratulating or commending CXC for being um, very responsive and, and, and open. And to use the exact words of the principal was that, listen, everything we asked CXC for, they gave us so that we were ready to go. Um, I had to remind the principal, of course, remember, this is Antigua situation. You're talking about the situation on the ground at your school. Just bear in mind that, you know, it could be a, a different scenario different state of affairs um, in, 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 in different other areas of not only Antigua, but the region in general. And so those are the challenges that we are facing. I should, as, as, as local registrar of CXC for, for many years now, would, would wish to really commend um, CXC for one, its openness in um, accommodating the concerns and the observations of its stakeholders. Um, CXC solicits um, um, input not only from the policymakers at COSAD and, and, and higher ups, but also from the stakeholders on the ground. We have, um, CXC has um, had, had as early even town hall meetings. CXC um, solicits uh, suggestions and feedback from teachers after each examination period. CXC also um, has. Uh, is using social media where stakeholders can, you know, make um, known to them their concerns and so on. So that 
It's an extremely difficult job under extremely trying circumstances, even in the best of times. But you could imagine it's really tenfold now increase as a result of the of, of the pandemic. So the decisions that um, are made, I think, have received the broad support of the major stakeholders in the region. And it's never going to be a one size fits all sort of situation. But as, as to use the um, go back to the word that the Minister of Education from St. Vincent said, CXC is fair. And I would um, underscore that that CXC tries to be as fair as possible in this uh, under the circumstances. Uh, Dr. Disraeli Hutton, uh, just to bring you back in. Sorry, there was a problem with my mic there for a second. Uh, just to bring you back in, I, I wanted to ask you whether or not you think hosting the exams under the current circumstances in any way undermines the integrity of the results. That's something as, as commentary I've, 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 I've seen. Uh, do you think so? No, no. I, I, even though I would want um, the students to have another week or so, um, based on what I've described already in terms of Jamaica. I feel it's, 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 it's fair. There are two points here that we need to emphasize. One, that we need to look at the concerns and the challenges faced by certain type of student, those who are less, less privileged, those who are disenfranchised, those who are disadvantaged. And that is, that is important. But of course, CXC is important for the region. This is a regional body. Um, this is something that is in the making um, for, for a number of decades to have um, something regional. But not, not only regional, this is an entity that has um, international recognition, international standing. And we have to make sure that both its standing and the way it serves the, the people of the region, both are maintained at the highest level. Of course, in a period like now, transparency is key. The persons need to know exactly what is happening. So the type and quality of feedback provided um, by um, um, CXE is important. And as far as I see, they are do doing that. Um, the flexibility, the fact that they have made adjustments um, demonstrate that they are willing to be flexible uh, in response to the demands of the different um, countries. Of course, there are differences in terms of the needs of the different countries. Um, some countries um, wouldn't have had the onslaught of the COVID-19 pandemic as others. Um, we, Jamaica, it was severe. But um, we feel that at this point, um, CXC has done the right thing. Um, a day, a week or two um, would be good enough. The question, though, is in terms of those who have been deferred. I mean, I, we don't have a feel, persons don't have a feel of exactly how many per, how many students will be involved, um, how they are going to be taken care of, how how schools are going to... Those, those who have chosen them. to defer their exams, you mean? Yeah, right, those, yeah. So, so that is an issue that um, needs to be addressed and addressed uh, frontally because there are a number of students 
who won't be able or won't be prepared enough. And some decisions will have to be made about who will take the exam at a, in come um, January or wait until June of next year. That is a crucial uh, decision to be made. Uh, Mr. Well, I want to bring in, we don't have a lot of time, I want to bring in Mr. Uh, Mr. Curtis King. Um, Minister King, uh, Ms. Ayrall spoke to the issue of uh, the strain that uh, the current situation has, has placed on, on all sectors, including teachers. I'm curious as to what the situation, just very briefly as we, as we begin to wrap up this segment, uh, what the situation with teachers has been in St. Vincent and the Grenadines and their ability to cope with the situation, prepare students for exams. Well, like Miss um, has said, that is also part of our own experience here in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And I have to keep reminding persons, we have had the added pressure of having our teachers managing the shelters where we have evacuees, where persons were, had to take shelter from the danger zone around the volcano. So the challenge for our teachers basically it's twofold. They're expected to provide online teaching while they would have been involved in the administration or management, sorry, of the shelters. Certainly, we would have hoped that the teachers would have been provided with at least two or three weeks rest period before they move into online teaching. But we don't have the luxury of time. And I like to put it this way, we are living in a new normal. We have been hearing it all the time. So it isn't a wrong and right situation. We are learning as we go by, we are trying to cope with the challenges. And, and that itself is a challenge. But I believe we have been working together and that is important. Once we continue to work together, we are going to make the challenge less difficult and put ourselves in a, in a better position to overcome these. So yes, our teachers, like many other stakeholders, but most of our teachers have been faced with, with, with great challenges in this period, none more so than having to do online um, instruction coming off of a, a, a period of managing the shelters. That is a challenge. Yeah, let me let me uh, just bring in Ms. Zara Erol just to give us the final word. Ms. Erol, for the parents, uh, students, teachers listening, uh, those that are uh, preparing themselves for exams to, to assist their children sitting exams, to assist their students to sit exams, um, you know, regardless of whether they would have preferred to go straight ahead, regardless of whether they uh, are, are happy for the delay, uh, regardless of whether uh, they would have preferred a restructuring, a simplification of exams, uh, what advice would you have for everybody listening right now as we go into exams? To put yourself first, make sure that your mental health is on point. Make sure that you are giving your children the breaks that they need, the extra hugs that they need, the extra support that they need wherever they can find them because it's, it's really not an easy time and I am really finding more and more we are putting more concentration and and value on the end product even if it literally kills us and you might get the ones but you may not be able to function in the months after you know you might get your students prepared but then you're spending their entire summer in in physical therapy or on a 
psychiatrist couch. So I would say definitely to all the stakeholders involved, especially those who feel that their concerns are not being met, please make sure you take care of yourself and take care of your children. Because I'm telling you, Karen, some of these children are walking around looking like zombies, feeling like exam results are more important than them just being able to breathe. And it, it is discouraging at times, you know. And I, while you do have Mr. Smith on the line, I just want to say that I, find, I do find the local exam office to be so helpful and accommodating. And for the teachers that have been able to reach out directly to the office, to Mr. Smith and his team, just having a kind word, just having somebody on the end saying, you know what, I understand. I'm going to send the email to CXC right now. I'll let you know as soon as I get back to you. Just those little gestures sometimes just make you feel like you're human and you're being seen and people are concerned. So I really appreciate that. And with that, we're going to end this segment here. We want to say thank you to all four of our guests. Mr. Curtis King, he's the Minister of Education in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Uh, Ms. Zara Errol, teacher at the Antigua Girls High School. That's a secondary school here in Antigua and Barbuda. Mr. Myrick Smith, the Caribbean Examination Council's Registrar in Antigua and Barbuda. And Professor Disraeli Hutton, a lecturer in Educational Leadership and Management at the School of Education, UE Mona, uh, now retired as a full-time lecturer. Uh, thanks to all four of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Bye-bye.